we developed the Endorsed Outfitter program to solve the problem of uh, hunters moving onto the internet to research their hunt. And what we found is people that are going on hunts, they can be 25 and they can be 85. They're doing some portion of their research on the internet. We're taking Craig's 40 years of impeccable credibility and applying it to 100 outfitters worldwide. Our motto is helping the good guys win, but our goal is to create a separate marketplace for serious hunters. And what we mean by serious hunters is they start with ethics, then they go to conservation, then they go to education. Hey, they gotta be guys that I'll recommend to my friends. Listen, good to be here with you guys and hope you enjoy the Dallas Safari Club. This is a great convention. Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrowrest, the bowhunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment and their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention, Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordrs.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro Staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camel patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer.
Okay, Happy New Year, listeners. You are tuning into the RNA Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Lucas Paw. Happy 2018, and we're coming to you from location here in Dallas at the uh, DSC Safari Club show. Um, partnered up here with my sidekick, uh, Jason Quick from the NRA. Welcome, Jason. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Lucas. Good to be here. Yeah, what a night we had last night. Uh, part of what we're going to talk about in our discussion today uh, is is Craig Boddington's endorsed outfitters, uh, and Conrad Everts is here to to give us a overview of the program and kind of how it works. But I think it would it would do us justice or not justice if we didn't at least talk about our our last night. Did event you want to get Did you want to get a word with the Colonel? You know, he seems like he is totally busy. Boddington, Boddington, and he's deaf too. Yeah, by Boddington. Way. Come here for just one second. Three seconds. Do you have two seconds? Oh, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. Well, the, the Colonel Boddington was just walking by us. We just thought he'd say say a quick hello because uh, I'm going to give him my headset. Here, Craig's had that on before one time. Craig, we're we're thanks for joining us for a second. I know you're busy. We're just talking about the endorsed outfitter program. Oh, cool. All yeah. right. Well, it's good to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's How many awesome. minutes do you have? Do you genuinely need to get gone? I, I do. I've got a lunch I, I'm already late to. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> What's your one criteria for the Endorsed Outfitter program? Hey, they got to be guys that I'll recommend to my friends. All right. Enjoy your lunch. All right. Hey, listen, good to be here with you guys, and hope you enjoy the Dallas Safari Club. This is a great convention. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate Merry it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Craig. Take care. Oh, humbug. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Good to see you, Craig. Oh, now he's definitely late for his appointment, and it's Conrad's fault, not ours. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, a lot of people think my superpower is that I'm infinitely forgivable, but it's actually that I don't care that I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's better to ask for forgiveness, right? Now now we go down in one of my best sayings. Exactly. Yeah. So just to kind of recap, you know, guys, last night we were here, you know, and part of the reason Jason and I are here is Craig invited us to be here for, for the Weatherby Award that happened last night, and what a way to celebrate um, someone who's done so much in our industry, you know, over, you know, I think he said, you know, 30 or 40 years. But, um, you know, my experience was, is, you know, I've never been to something like that. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys probably felt the same way that that last night was just a phenomenal event. It was, to me, it, it was, it was well-deserved. And, and overdue. And overdue. Sure. But, at, but at the same time, just such a, a a great person. Craig is is in my opinion the epitome when it comes to the ultimate. I mean, look at I mean his accomplishment list is so crazy. The you know? thing I realized with Craig because we met filming Peterson's Hunting Adventure Television years ago, and I've always been a hunter since I was a kid, but. I, Getting to know Craig on a personal level where we climbed mountains together, we shared camp together, not only was his list of achievements far in excess of anybody I I worked with otherwise, his humility, his pleasantness, he he was always willing to do what I asked. If we need to do a retake three, four, five times, he was always happy to do it. So he's he's a genuine, genuinely fantastic human being. Yeah, well-deserved and I think embodies the Weatherby Award, right? I mean, if there's anyone I would think of on that list, I mean, Craig clearly, you know, would be the guy, in my opinion, that that, that meets that criteria. And, and one of those things that I I thought was really interesting throughout the whole night was was everything that he's done. And then he also mentioned, and duplicates don't count. Mm-hmm. We all talk about, you know, that accomplishment of taking that many species, but at the same junction, 
you look at, well, he's been on over 100 safaris. You want to talk about a guy that understands and knows good quality outfitters. I mean, when you go and experience that, and I admit, you know, I've only been on eight or so, but I've had, I will say, let's say three out of the eight. I'm not going to say they're horrible experiences. They were different experiences. They weren't up to expectations. And you look at it and go, he knows what's good and well, what's not. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I traveled <laughs> filming with him for over a decade, and we'd be in Kyrgyzstan, we'd be in Kansas, and there's no way to have a checklist that could apply to both Kyrgyzstan and Kansas, Mozambique and Montana. All your conditions are different, but what he looks for is, do they have a perfect record ethically? Is their record clean with their regional disciplinary committee? Do they have a commitment to conservation and ethics? And after that's all checked off the list, we work our way back to, do they have a good area? Do they know and have a passion for the species that they're providing? Do they handle their logistics well? That's sure. kind of where we work our way back from. Yeah, and I think the basis of what you just talked about is ethics. And I think if, if you base, and we're going to talk about the Endorsed Outfitters Program, but I think that's clearly where this gets credibility is, is if you base it on ethics, th that's really where it starts, right? And morals and, and ensuring that not only are you going to go have a good time, but you're going to walk away with an experience that you feel, uh, you know, it's done justice and, and, and clearly it is something that um, is something that you're going to remember forever. So maybe to kind of segue into that, Conrad, you can just kind of explain a little bit about um, the Endorsed Outfitters program, kind of the inception, the history of it, kind of where it started, the thought, and then maybe kind of where it's evolved to today. We developed the Endorsed Outfitter program to solve the problem of uh, hunters moving onto the internet to research their hunt. And what we found is people that are going on hunts, they can be 25 and they can be 85. They're doing some portion of their research on the internet. The problem is the internet has a huge credibility issue. <laughs> I don't even need to dig into that sure. anymore. You're so, not talking about fake news, are you? Right. Are you trying to get into my world? <laughs> so... So we're, 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 we're taking Craig's 40 years of impeccable credibility and applying it to 100 outfitters worldwide to bridge that credibility gap. And when I think about, and Craig talked about it, you know, the criteria, and you said there's really no checklist, but, you know, when he, when he said, you know, would this be something I would suggest to my best friend? I think, to your point, there is no checklist for that. There, it, it's... It's a place if you know, based on Craig's, you know, credibility and, and, and really, you know, his lineage and what he's done in, in this industry, if he's going to put his name on something, clearly it's something that, you know, we would all take as something as probably a good place to be. Well, you heard him during the Weatherby speech last night. He mentioned something that I say to him all the time, and that's that he has taken a vow of poverty to retain his credibility. And as his brand manager, I mean that genuinely because there are so many things that we say no to. We get, you can't imagine the number of offers we get in a, in a week. And the answer is typically no. And so we both, my degree is in journalism. I came up as a journalist and we both value credibility over money. And that is reflected in everything we do. Mm -hmm. And so again, 
We're taking that credibility and extending it to a very select group of outfitters. We're creating our, our, our genuine goal. I mean, our motto is helping the good guys win, but our goal is to create a separate marketplace for serious hunters. And what we mean by serious hunters is they start with ethics, then they go to conservation, then they go to education. They're people that want to be doing hunting on a much different or much deeper level. Well, and you mentioned something earlier, which I want to make sure that all our listeners understand, is if they go on to the website, it's free. It is free to the hunters, absolutely. You know, if if you're researching it and you want to do this and you go, man, I I really like Elon Safaris or I really like one of the other ones, it's free. You're not asking them, hey, Put in your credit card number here to see where Craig thinks we you don't should even, go. Look, we we are we are very committed to what we're doing here. We don't even ask for their email addresses. We're not trying to harvest email addresses, which we all know is pure gold in, in the Internet world now. You can go on there anonymously. We don't know. It is simply a service that we're providing to the serious hunter. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk a little bit about the website. Maybe um, just kind of give us a little bit of an interactive view on what it looks like. I've done a little research on it. Basically, it's it's fairly simple from the fact that you can go on there and say, hey, I want to go hunt in New Zealand and I want to hunt tar. You can pick the continent, you can pick the country, or you can pick the species, right? What, what is the, just so everybody knows it's listening, because they're all probably sitting there going, huh, what's going on? Unless they've actually looked, what is the website address? It's a tough one. CraigBoddington.com. <gasps> Well, I just wanted to make sure everybody understood. (laughs) I appreciate that. No, luckily Craig secured that URL when the internet was first invented by Al Gore, and he's hung on to it. That was a good GoDaddy <laughs> securement there. So, so, so uh, yeah, CraigBoddington.com. It's so simple. You just click on endorsed outfitters. You can search by region. You can search by species. We currently have outfitters providing over 500 different species. From there, when we designed the website, I actually had to walk our developers back because most websites, as you guys know, are designed to keep viewers there as long as possible. I wanted the exact, same, the exact opposite thing to occur. I wanted them to go to our members' websites as quickly as possible. So I told the developer, I want them there in three clicks. So if you click on South America, then you click on our page for South American Adventure Safaris, Mar- Mar- uh, Marcelo Sodiro. You will see a short blurb about something Craig wrote about them, a one-ish minute about why Craig likes it in video form, and then on the right, there's an orange button that says go to Outfitter website. From there, you're interacting with Marcelo directly with the complete confidence of Craig's endorsement. So basically, you kind of become somewhat of a middleman between the hunter and guiding them to one of these outfitters within three clicks of a, of a mouse on the internet. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things we do. Mainly, I mean, the, the main thing is, like, all of our outfitters have their own marketing sure. machine. And what we do is we just strap a supercharger onto that. Okay. Which is, which is actually, that's brilliant because I know for a fact, I don't know how many times I've gone onto the internet, typed in something I'm looking for, and then you're like, click. You're like, crap. And then you got it. Oh, well, here it is again, and you click. And about 10 times into it, you're so deep into something, and you're thinking, what the hell is going on? And you have gone nowhere. Mm-hmm. You've gone nowhere. Well, when you walk the show floor, when we, we designed our booth to reflect our business model, you go down to the show, and the aesthetics are a little overwhelming. 
hundreds of thousands of images, hundreds of thousands Taxidermy. of words. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get to the Craig Boddington Endorsed Outfitters booth. And if you notice, everything is simple. It's big blocks. It's meant to do exactly what the website does, which is cut through the noise. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. And you had mentioned something just then, 500 different species. Very proud of that. And, and I don't, it was just, you just kind of snapped on it and moved on to something else. I want to kind of focus on that a little bit. Listen, I love to hunt. I love to hunt everything, anything, anywhere, all those kind of things. And what people don't realize is when we come, uh, I'm from California. So California, I mean, we've got quite a few species there. You know, I mean, we've got hogs. We've got tule elk. We've got Roosevelt elk. We've got the Rockies. We've got all kinds of different things. But people don't realize that. When you're talking species, 500 different species, how many different continents? All Basically six Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, six yeah. continents. We don't have penguins yet. Yet. Well, that might be a hard endorsement <laughs> to get a penguin endorsed. But anyway, but that is amazing to me. I mean, if you wanted to hunt, you know, bongo in the Congo, you know, you can you can find it here. I mean, yeah. It's phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm maybe I'm geeking out a little bit here. I'm getting a little too. And you should because it opens. I mean, one of the things Craig's twenty-eight plus books now have done is exactly what you're describing, which is opened up horizons for hunters. Now, as we all know, this is a new generation, and people are spending more time on the internet and spending less time reading books, but we're continuing with that same mission. So by having this species list, 500-plus species, hopefully hunters will look at that and go, my goodness, I'm only just getting started. There's so much more to do. This is so exciting. Yeah. And and I'll wrap that a little bit. As I got on the airplane with Lucas and, and LAX to fly out here, and I pulled out Robert O'Rourke's Use Enough Gun book, and he looked at me and he goes, you brought a book? I'm like, yeah, and he pulls out his phone, and he's like, well, so did I, you know? I'm like, okay, different worlds, different things. Different but, methods of communication, but But that's the way it was, right? Thing. I mean, I re- remember reading lots of Craig's books in order to, what was I looking for? I was looking for that information the way we used to 30 years ago. Now... At the touch of a finger, you could have this endorsed system, and literally within three clicks, you can be to that outfitter in South Africa or that outfitter in Montana and basically have their whole website right at your fingertip. Very exciting. The w- One thing I do want to mention in this world of, of um, everything being volume, we've decided to cap our membership globally at 100 members. Uh, we've chosen never to exceed that, um, and we're we're proud of that. That means we're focus on quality, not on quantity. That's exactly right, and it's turning you know it's turning the today's model of volume upside down. We've also a lot of people are surprised to hear this. We've turned down a number of outfitters that costs us a lot of money, but we're proud to do it because if we go out and vet them, we spend the time, and then we find out something. You know, a black mark with a disciplinary committee, um, this or that. We we have in fact said no to quite a high number of outfitters. And on the other side of that too, Craig has been 
to every one of these locations. Is That's that correct? Right. Yeah, Craig's vetted. So when all. you say vetted it, I mean, he's been on location. I mean, he has been there seven to 10 days. He's ate the food. He's done the hunt. So seen their logistics, yeah, watched not their, just going from a website's view. I mean, he's lived it there. Yeah. And when I should say this, there's a few that I vet for him, but I have been to, I, I filmed with him year round for 12 years. And so we have a conversation um, when I come back and I say, and I think I vetted half a dozen maybe. And Donna, so we have three people that are allowed to vet him. Donna, Craig, and myself. And Donna Boddington's Craig's wife, in case you didn't know. And we're a family organization. I mean, it is really just the three of us that are doing this. And so if I if Craig's schedule's just packed and I have an outfitter that's excited to be there, I've been on so many hunts, again, from Kansas to Kyrgyzstan with Craig, all over Africa, all over Europe, um, Iceland, Nunavut, all over the place. I know what Craig looks for, but there will be nobody besides the three of us that vets the outfits. Which I think the value in that is, is, I mean, if you can limit the variability of how many people have their hands in the pod and it, you guys all have very similar standards, you know, you're, you're going to probably come up with the same outcome, right? If you place an outfitter on the table, all three you looked at, it, you probably come to the same conclusion. It, it, it isn't my standards and it isn't Donna's standards. It's still Craig's standards. We just know what Craig's standards are. You know what are. Craig's looking well, for. When you hang out with the guy as long as you have, it it's comes second nature. Yeah, and the other thing great about, about Craig's position in our community is – there's not much he doesn't know. Sure. So even where if, hasn't he been? If, when I hasn't have, he hunted? if I have an outfitter send me a message and say I'm interested in becoming a member, all I do is I text Craig. I say, hey, have you you know do you have experience with these guys? And we're we're already way down the highway when I first send him that text that that mentions them. Sure. Yeah. Like well, I say, there's probably not many that he hasn't had a connection with or contact or hunted with so yeah and he's the kind of the epicenter of the circle of trust so people tell him everything and that's funny because you know being that i live in craig's hometown and we met quite a few years ago and and him going to places been there done that i i think of all the magazines that i picked up even as a very young man and flip through pictures and i'm like he was he's the icon right every magazine i pick up almost every magazine that nra puts out has a craig boddington article in it that's right pretty much every hunting thing in safari club has a craig boddington article in it and it's from you know like he he said last night i'm a gun journalist i i write about guns that's really where i started i mean he talks about cartridges to just about any nuts and bolts involved in the hunting industry i mean yeah, look at look at the products he's had go across his desk that he's destroyed and basically said, nah, this is a piece of junk. One of the most amazing parts of my job when I was producing his TV shows was sitting in the back of the truck. I remember once we were in Macedonia. Late night, we'd been in the field all day. We were headed back to the hotel to get some dinner. And I'm sitting in the back of the truck. And the outfitter and Craig are talking, and I was listening. And they started in on some obscure conservation recovery story in a far off place of eastern europe and to listen to craig know without googling it on his phone 
this entire conservation recovery story and the number of those that he knows it can just cite off the top of his head. When you talk yeah. about a gun rider, an outdoor rider, that's a skill, unfortunately, the three of us probably don't have anymore because with the smartphones, we're simultaneously yeah. the smartest and most stupid people that there's ever seen. But the colonel... It's all. It's all it's locked all inside. Up there. He is a smartphone. He is Google when it <laughs> yeah. comes to that, right? I mean, yeah, you think about not only we didn't really get to his military background, but the years in the military he had and probably the stuff that he learned there based on shooting. And, you know, he was a sharpshooter, right? I mean, he was a good shot in the Marine Corps. So, um, you know, that military aspect teaches you a whole different level of standards and, and beliefs and, you know, than what you get growing up, you know, in Kansas like he did, right? He was a Kansas bred kid and his dad took him pheasant hunting and that's kind of how he started. Yeah. And that's the other fun thing. I mean, there'll be certain things that come up in the news related to, you know, what's happening globally. And I'll, I'll give him a call and the, the insight he has just off the top of his head from his military background is, is really astounding. And I know right now I, you know, I sound like the president and treasurer of the Craig Boddington fan club, but this, that's not it. This is genuine respect and friendship uh, knowing him on a very close level for many, many years. Sure. So, Conrad, maybe um, to kind of dig in a little more on the out, in the uh, Endorsed Outfitters program. So I'm an outfitter, and I think we understand what the advantage is, but are there any other advantages that we haven't talked about for someone to be an endorsed outfitter under Craig's name? I mean, truly, we talked about credibility. We talked about, you know, the experience that you can receive there, the quality of the hunt. But are there other advantages for an outfitter to have this credential on their website? You know, we were walking around in the hall. You could see down on the floor there, Craig Boddington endorsed, you know, outfitter. What does that give them in addition to, obviously, the name? To my way of thinking and based on my interactions with the outfitters and our growth this year, it suggests to me that the, the, the experience has been very positive across the board. They're dealing with a potential client that is infinitely more relaxed. They're walking up and the trust is high and they're relaxed. And we all know it's much easier to do business when that trust exists. That's, that's what we're offering is trust and credibility. Again, I call it a, a supercharger for your existing marketing program because you're throwing all this money, all of this time at search engine optimization, at Google AdWords, whatever yeah. you're using. But when that logo pops up on the website or I'm at my hotel in the evening going through the brochures I picked up that day and I see the logo on the brochure, I relax and I move forward with confidence. Yeah. Well, and I think that's... From my standpoint, that's what I think really is. When you're looking at somebody that's that's got that credibility level, been in the industry for so, so long, written so many articles, written so many books, been to so many different continents, and and had all these experiences. And I know, I know Craig's had a lot of not-so-stellar experiences also. Just like all of us. I've been, I've been along for the ride on a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, you always want to try to paint it as positive as you can, but the reality is some experiences suck. Okay. Been there, done that, and happy that I went on it, but would I recommend it to my best, best friend? And that's what I kind of really relate to, that, that whole thing. Would I recommend this person to my best friend? And, 
you know, when you say the upside, eh, the upside to that is there are so many fantastic outfitters that there's no absolutely. reason to recommend anything but the best. There's plenty providing providing all of the all of this. I mean, 500 plus species. Come on, there's your life right there. Yeah. One of the things that you're asking about uh, other features for our members that that they enjoy. Because Craig and Don and I have always run this company like a family, we try to foster a very much a family environment for all of our members. And so when we bring in a new member, when we invite a new member, we make sure that the members that provide hunting in that area find that that outfit is complementary to their business rather than competitive. So, for example, when Poor Nui wanted to join in New Zealand, we checked with our existing member, Chris Bilkey, on the South Island, and he said, I love them, and it will give people one more reason to come to New Zealand. And so at that point, because our existing family member was excited to have them join, they were allowed to join. Awesome. Another thing we do to foster the the feeling of family is, okay, so I've been to New Zealand a couple of times. I've taken everything that I might possibly take in New Zealand, but I'm still young. I'm still healthy. I still have the resources to continue hunting. We suggest that our members trade those hunters amongst each other. So maybe a fella that, uh, you know, like Sparky, working in the Northwest, He'll trade with the folks in New Zealand, and they're both Craig Boddington endorsed outfitters, and they'll trade the hunters, and it keeps everybody moving inside again with the goal of creating a separate marketplace for the serious hunter. Our, our outfitters really enjoy that. <coughs> sure. That is an, actually an absolute awesome idea, and coming from the fundraising world where I, I basically started out my career in the outdoor industry, that was something that we always saw. Okay, a guy came to an event and he bought an African hunt. Well, maybe he went to Africa this year. Two years later, he's like, hmm, well, I don't maybe want to go back to Africa. Maybe I want to go to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But he would come back if he had a great experience on the first run. He would come back to that same event, spend money again to go on another experience because, once again, he trusted where he bought from. So very good point. And you know, you know Americans were, were legendary for brand loyalty. I mean, I travel all over the world. I always go with IHG, the hotels, because I they always have what I want and nothing I don't want. And I just trust. We're, 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 that's part of being an American is we're very brand loyal. So that model also works exactly like you're describing it. These also aren't the most expensive outfits in the world. You know, we've got a lot of fantastic mom and pop operations. One of my favorite is Love Brothers and Lee. Mm -hmm. and, and Up in BC. Yeah, they yeah. just, you know, Rhonda, Ron and Brenda are fantastic people, make great, great food, stuff that, you know, Lucas and I are used to, probably Californians. You know, you like your, your, your souffles, but we, we'll eat pancakes. And so... Uh, I'm telling you, I'm feeling slighted a little bit here. <laughs> and then uh, Bjorn up in, Icelandic, up in Iceland. You know, he does he, he, he does the guiding. He picks you up at the airport. He makes... He taught me some fantastic recipes while I was with him in Iceland. 
he's just a guy and a couple of friends and not super expensive and fantastic outfit. Not that there's anything wrong with expensive outfits. I just don't want people to think that it's just the, this, the super high budget elite yeah. hunting. Yeah. A yeah. lot of mom and pop operations. And that's, and that's a very good point to make because I do know, you know, a lot of the outfits, I mean, you can, you can say, I want to go to Africa and, Okay, that starts out at, you know, $5,000 and goes until you could run out of money or somebody else can run out of money. But, you know, that's nice to know that it's not just, oh, my God, this is going to be the, the not the five star. This is going to be the six star cost expenditure to go through this, that there's stuff out there for everybody. Yeah. I mean, when you guys came to the booth just now, uh, it was Stanley, Peter saying. Um, and he outfits in the Popo, and it's his wife and him, and it's another fantastic family operation. You can tell that I, I, one of the things I love about our community as hunters is that so much of it is family-oriented. Yeah. We, we take our families to hunt with their families, and they come back to hunt with our families. That's and awesome. And I'll be honest, we do have, uh, we definitely do have a warm spot for the family operations. Well, that's that's big. That's big. I mean, we all want to be comfortable where we go, and if that's Craig's and Donna's comfort level, his family, which I already know it is, that's that's helpful to know for the listeners out there, also. Yeah, Conrad, thinking about some of your experiences. I mean, you said you've been Craig's videographer and, and spent a lot of time producing, you know, his his productions. But is there anything that jumps out at you? I mean, obviously, like I said, there, the story you had about him talking about the conservation, um, you know, overseas. But is there any other experience that jumps out at you as, you know, over that time where you were with Craig and, you know, obviously a positive experience, but something that, that comes to mind over that Some time? Some hunting trip. Some yeah. Experience. Yeah. The, the story he likes to tell the most. Wait is, a second. Is his story? Because, listen, he may hear this. This might. You better not. Don't too. embellish too much. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the short version. The ten thousand foot view. Yeah, we were up with uh, Mike Hawkridge, who's a member. Uh, this is years ago, and we were on a, a mountain goat hunt in British Columbia. And they, I had been the cameraman always gets issued the most worthless piece of livestock available. In fact, I think if they have only good horses, they go to a neighboring ranch and get. <laughs> A horrible horse to give to the, <laughs> the camera. The broke horse. Yeah, so I was issued a horse <laughs> called Rhino, which I, anyhow. Well, rhino. that doesn't sound good just by the title. <laughs> Bareback Rhino. <laughs> rhino's, rhino's hips were somehow hooked up in, differently than most horses to make the ride more rough. Long story short, we, we had to do two goats in four days for the TV show, and so you can imagine that was an intense few days. And... Um, it, it was dark, dark after Craig took his goat, and Rhino. I I knew there was a huge cliff on the side, and I that I makes was, you feel warm and I fuzzy. I was scared, right? so I get off Rhino to get him through. All oh, everybody else takes off without the cameraman, and Rhino. I've got him by the lead rope, and we're going through this area where the the grizzly bears have dug up these huge craters for hoary marmots. And Yummy. So it's pitch black. I've got this lead rope attached to a horse aptly named Rhino, and I'm now kind of water skiing um, through these giant craters that the grizzly bears had dug, and everybody's gone. The only thing I can see are the they sparks. They loved you. They loved you definitely. <laughs> they left me. Yeah, the show was done. So who cares about the camera? The only thing I can see are the sparks from his horseshoes, from Rhino's horseshoes. Finally, 
the horse catches up to Craig's horse. He happened to be on a white horse, and so I could see it from a little ways off. And I let loose with the biggest temper tantrum since I was probably four and a half. And I threw that lead rope down. And finally, when I ran out of air, my cockroach looks at me and he says, I said I was going to walk. He says, do you know your way back to camp? And I'm like, no. (laughs) And then Craig says, just get on Rhino, lay down kind of flat. So you go under the branches, he'll take it from here. But anyhow, Craig Craig loves to tell that story because <laughs> oh, never had I thrown a bigger temper tantrum. But no, Craig and I had we we've had some wonderful wonderful times. And yeah. Again, he's a, a remarkably easy to work with. The easiest talent I ever worked with. Always just compliant, does what he's asked, and we made a lot of great shows together. We, oh, we had great yeah. great ratings for years and years with Peterson's Hunting. I I, you know, I'm I'm a junkie. I admit it. So it's like when his name comes across, I always was recording it or buying buying the DVD or however I could get it. I was that guy, right? And just watching his stuff was just off the chart. Well, we are, because my degrees in journalism, his backgrounds in journalism, we were always committed to making journalistic type shows. Sure, that's that's the cool. Best quality, well, it was always cinematic. a learning experience. Every show that you know, there was a tidbit, something in there that was very knowledgeable base that versus oh by the way don't forget to buy this coffee cup we want to sell you this coffee cup and don't yeah. forget about that coffee cup yeah. because you really need that coffee cup <laughs> five times in a row did i mention the coffee cup before we leave sorry now yeah. we're getting off on that tangent aren't we conrad just kind of forward thinking um what's your vision i know you said you want to cap it at 100 uh, with the program but i mean it, is there a th- is there a vision five-year strategy anything out there that you're thinking of that this could turn into or something that you want to be or do you still really want to keep it at that i guess you know manageable level that you've got it at yeah to be honest with you it isn't even about manageable it's just about offering the best product to our members um i would say no uh, Craig and I kind of both have a superpower that I was telling you about, and that's that neither one of us are that concerned about money. We're both hunters. As long as we have the time and the basic resources to do our hunting, he drives an ancient GMC. I drive an ancient Ford. We don't really, we're not burdened with having to make this big. Mm-hmm. We want to keep it at 100. And the other thing is it takes an incredible amount of time to vet all of these outfitters. If we get through two a year, that's a lot. I mean, wow. Craig just went to uh, hunt with Leone with uh, Italian safaris. That's six days. Do you know what it's like for me to try to carve six days out of his schedule in a year? Yeah. It's a massive, massive commitment. So what we're going to do is we're going to eventually get up to 100, and we are just going to continue to provide them with the best service, and they are going to continue to provide serious hunters with the best experiences. We have no objective beyond that. Is Good. there is there segueing here a little bit? Is there places that you guys have went? Man, I look at the map at all of our outfitters that we already have. There's a gap right here. Is there places that you're looking for? good quality people and and i guess the reason i'm asking that question is because mentally i i think of that family oriented okay well if this outfitter is kind of thinking about trading hunters with that outfitter then all of a sudden when they've filled those couple of gaps then what are they going to do they're going to look to other areas so i mean are you looking for other places for this or 
is it just the opposite where outfitters are actually looking to you for that? At this point, we um, we have an, we have a lot of outfitters approaching us. We're not yeah. at all concerned about geographical gaps, not at all, because we're not trying to we're not trying to create a we're not trying to create um, a uh, standalone award winner. You know, we're just not trying to create like a standalone marketing program. That's not the beast we're trying to create. We're just creating a separate market for the serious hunter. And if that means that it takes us seven or eight years to get somebody who's covering, I don't know, hogs and, and gators in Florida, mm. so be it. We absolutely are not concerned about that. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. Cool. So speaking about hunting, we'll kind of segue a little bit. Oh, let's kill some. Clearly... You know, you've been said you've been hunting as a kid. You you live in Montana, which recently just found that out. So, um, you have any plans in eighteen or nineteen in the future on any hunts that you got coming up that you're excited about? Well, as Craig will tell you, it pretty much takes dynamite to blast me out of Montana. I only leave the the last civilized place in America <laughs> under duress. No, I'm kidding. But I do love Montana. I love where I live. My front part, my front yard is a state park. So my life is yeah, fantastic. You're just uh, trying to rub it in now because yeah. you heard I was from California. So <laughs> I see how this works. <laughs> and so I'll be honest with you. I'm just looking for spring bear in Montana. Sure. I'll, I'll disappear um, and uh, go see what I can make happen there. I'll probably go back to uh, the Namibian Association of Professional or the NAFA, the Namibian Association of Professional Hunters General Membership Assembly next year because we've developed the Safari Ed program and Namibia gave us such a warm reception last year um, or yeah just last year it was so friendly such a wonderful place to be to me it has so many similarities to Montana low population density very rural culture relaxed culture that I look forward to going to do that. But aside from that, I just do not like leaving Montana. That's funny. You mentioned Namibia. It's on. It's one of the places that I've always liked. Man, I really want to go there and hunt. And it's just kind of one of those cool things in my future that I, I think that would be cool. And you said they, th- is that then this year, 18, that you're talking about going? Yeah, I'll go back this year. And again, just because Safari Ed's been so warmly received there, it's and it's such a pleasant place, and not to plug it too hard, but CraigBoddington.com, Namibia is a country we have well covered with endorsed outfitters. Wow, wow! And now let's let's you you brought it up. Let's talk about your safari safariedcom Safari Safari-Ed is the URL. Safari-Ed.com. It's in my opinion, we're about 10 years overdue on a hunter education program specifically for Africa. We started on this four years ago. There are too many people going to Africa that are unprepared, that negatively impact safety. Every outfitter around the world, every guide, PH, whatever, around the world will tell you the most dangerous part of their job is an excited hunter's rifle. And so four years ago, Craig and I sat down and said, you know what, you're responsible for the volume of hunters that are going to Africa, Craig is, in large part with all of his books and magazine articles. So we felt an obligation to help our friends who are professional hunters in Africa receive safer clients. So we created Plains Game, Buffalo, Aquatics, Elephant, and Plains Game. Yeah, that's it. 
So we've, we've got 99.5% of African hunting covered. You just simply go to safari-ed.com, safari-ed.com, and you can log into any of those five courses. And when we started, I said, Craig, listen, I want, when you develop this curriculum, I want you to put everything in it that you would tell your daughters before they go to Africa for their first hunt. Craig put as much effort into this as any of his books, I promise you. I mean, it digs in. So now the outfitters simply include the URL when they have clients coming and they say, in the interest of your success and everybody's safety, we'd like you Check to take this out. Yeah. Safari Ed. And now we're sending, when, when people begin taking this, not only will they have safer clients, but from the outfitter's perspective, they'll have more successful clients. So if I take my main three animals in the first few days, now I have a whole bunch of time to do more hunting. Sure. Whereas if I've never practiced on sticks and I end up in Africa doing my hunting and I'm missing, 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 I'm going to end up with a very frustrated outfitter. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm going on my first African safari in July this year. So, I mean, I've never been. So, and I've, I've had a lot of hunting experiences in my lifetime, but I'm sure there's things in there, planes game and other things that I, I'm not sure. Are maybe. you hunting buffalo as well? Um, <laughs> that's a good Ooh, question. that's an interesting push. I'm having push. that conversation here in a couple of weeks when the outfitter shows up uh, at our yeah. house. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence, but I, I've really wanted to take a buffalo. Well, listen, when you get back down to the floor, come. Well, I'll just take your card and okay. and we'll we'll get you set up with uh, Safari Ed. Yeah, one of my favorite things because I know PHs do listen to this show is one of the lines that Craig says over and over and over in there. Listen to your PH. Period. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. their livelihood. Yeah, they want you to be successful. They know what they're doing, and they, but they, they want you to come prepared. It used to be people would read eight, ten books before they went to Africa. Now people are landing over there that have done almost nothing to prepare. Yeah. Well, it's like someone who's never, you know, gone on a cheap hunt or, you know, gone to Alaska and done some more extreme hunting. You know, you may see it on the Internet and say, hey, I'm going to go do that. But, you know, there's a lot of preparation that's involved. You know, Africa, it's probably not getting on a treadmill, but it's a lot of other preparation that may be required. Funny story from that same goat hunt. Mike Hawkridge told me this. He had a, fo- a couple of hunters coming from Texas, and they had trained for their goat hunt, and they had trained by... During their before work, during lunch and after work, they would climb the stairs at their office building, take the elevator down, climb the stairs, take the elevator down, climb the stairs. So they did fantastic going up the hill to get the goat. Guess where they failed? Yeah, their knees coming down. I bet. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's no elevator on the mountain. <laughs> I think I, I when I went to uh, Russia for my tur hunt, I mentioned it to Craig, and he, his comment was, um, "I'll." talk to you about that after you get back and i thought well that's kind of weird i was kind of wanting some insight and then i went on the trip and i'm still uh, feeling the pain of the coming down <laughs> in my right knee to this day and uh, when i came back he said was that not just the craziest experience you've ever had and i was just like yeah and i'm still hurting from it because i was ill prepared i got a question did the colonel show you as much sympathy as he never showed me yeah, he showed me sympathy. He basically told me that, you know, well, it was my fault, so... There were two, there were two things that, that he would all, always say. Your, your body can do more than your mind thinks it can. And then his real motivational speech to me was often, die first, then quit. 
die first. I'm I sure have that a, came from the marine roots, I'm yeah. guessing. So much warmth. Yeah, yeah so much warmth. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Conrad, it's been great just talking with you. It's it's obviously great to put a face to a name. Um, maybe just tell listeners, are you going to be at other trade shows this year? How can people get a hold of you? I mean, what's the best way if someone wanted to reach out to you and, and get a hold of you? We'll definitely be at Safari Club International Convention. Okay. And then you can email me any and all questions to Conrad at CraigBoddington.com. Okay. And all your information, you've got social media, you have social media pages for the endorsed outfitters or? Yeah, the, um, what is it, official, anyhow, just go to CraigBoddington.com. There will be a you can button there for our Facebook. Link somebody somebody took Craig Boddington way back on Facebook, so I think it's official Craig Boddington. But gotcha. Yeah. That's always great when somebody takes your stuff. They're wanting you to buy it back from them, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they did make us an offer, but we just added the word official, I think, and we were on our way. But I would say that I would say the, the two things people need to do is go to CraigBoddington.com, play around on there. We also have every episode of the Boddington Experience and all kinds of informative videos that we've made over the years. Lots of stuff from our outfitters, lots of fun stuff. And then just go watch the video at safari-ed.com. And in two minutes, the video was done by one of our favorite, favorite editors that edited Peterson's Hunting for years. And it's just a rock and roll fun video to watch. And that'll explain everything about Safari Ed that you'll need to know. Sweet. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, Jason. Man, I want to go kill something. You guys just got me wanting to go hunting again. Well, we oh. could go out to the uh, People's Republic of California and go pig hunting anytime, right? We can, You're welcome actually. to do that anytime. <laughs> we, we got good connections for that if we, you ever want to come out. Of course, Craig <laughs> does too. One of our mutual friends, you know, Chad Weeby, who runs Oakstone Outfitters. I'm not sure if he's, he's an indoors outfitter. Yeah. Talk about Chad all you like. Yeah, yeah Chad's a, Chad's Chad's a, a good, machine. Chad's a good man and uh, constantly see boars taking dirt naps out at his place. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and then the videos he posts on Facebook are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Chad's yeah. good. So we'll call that the cowboy experience in California. Yeah. Wild. Well, cool. that's awesome, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jason Conrad, again. Um, great to meet you. Thanks for shedding some light uh, about uh, the Endorsed Outfitters program. Um, again, I think there's a lot of benefit for someone like me who's a hunter that wants to go to a country and, and hunt a species. It'll provide many options for a hunter um, that was not out there before, right? And absent sending Craig an email, hey, have you been to New Zealand and who would you recommend? Instant resource right at your fingertips. So great, great idea. And uh, I think it's uh, definitely something that we'll look forward to seeing it evolve in the future. Fantastic. CraigBoddington.com. All right. Have a good one. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening and tuning in. We'll see you soon. Hey everyone, this is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter, 
at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer. <laughs>